0: Alms, anything to give alms? Look on us. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. into Fur Road, and uh, I am excited uh, that you guys are here. Uh, Are you guys excited to be here? Okay, good, because I'm going to make you be excited if you're not, so this is an exciting day. Um, I bet we're not quite as excited as that guy was, right, who could not walk since birth, and he's able to get up and walk, but maybe we should be, and we're going to talk more about that this morning, um, just how much we have to be excited about. Let me ask you, start with, what are what are some things that, that get you guys excited? Um, I was thinking about things that I get excited about. You can probably guess some of them. Does the uh, start of the college football season get anybody excited? Yeah. Now, Iowa State is ranked in the top 25, which never happens, so I'm excited that, and this probably means they'll have a terrible season, but I'm excited about the start of it. Um, does the upcoming Chiefs season get anybody excited? Uh, Yeah, a few of you, a little bit more. Um, Does the fact that the Cardinals beat the Cubs two out of three this week get anybody excited? I didn't have to say that. I just was being nice, okay? So so you guys should be excited about that. I'll, I'll tell you something that got me excited this week. You guys know I like fishing, and I went to a farm pond, and I was fishing... Uh, right at dusk, and I was using a top water lure, a little popper type thing, because you know fish kind of like to come up and feed. And all of a sudden, it's, this bass came out of the water. It hit the lure and completely came out of the water, circling up and then back down. And I and it was hooked once it it came back down. I figured it just hit the hit the lure. And so I reeled it in, and it wasn't even that big of a fish, but man, that was exciting. That, isn't that exciting? You guys are fishermen. know that's exciting to see that fish jump all the way out of the water. Um, we get excited about different things. Maybe you get excited about a, a show that you like to watch on TV or on Netflix. Maybe you get excited about a movie that's coming out. Uh, maybe you get excited about watching your kids' activities and, and things like that. Maybe food. Get you excited? You know, I get excited by a lot of food, different kinds of food, right? Somebody gave me some blackberry cobbler this week, and, and I was excited about that. that ah, there's still a little bit left when I go home. But food gets me excited. Any other things that get you guys excited that I haven't mentioned? Jake? Soccer. That's awesome. My kids got excited about soccer, too. Yeah? A- anything else? Grandkids, yeah, exactly, yep <laughs> did somebody say going back to school? what you 're all saying at the same time, oh, kids going back to school, yes, yes, ah, granddaughter getting married that 's exciting, yeah. So we get excited about lots of different things. And, and, and I just I want to remind us this morning just how exciting it is to be a follower of Jesus. And, and I think sometimes we, we kind of forget that and we, we kind of start to take that for granted. But we're, we're doing a little three-week series here. And, and uh, for those of you who get tired of my sports analogies, I apologize. Because the title of this series is really from a, a sports analogy. And it comes from every team that I've ever been on or, or, or coached. Uh, at the end of the practice or before the game or something, uh, the coach calls the team in, says, okay, everybody in, or let's go, come on in. And, and you come in, and, and uh, maybe the coach gives a little pep talk, and you put your arms in the center, your hands, and, and you do some kind of, you know, break, like go team, right? One, two, three, go team and it's kind of a a unity type thing and and it's a you know just to bring the team together even on my little upward soccer teams that I used to coach uh, I used to bring the team in and and uh, we'd do a little break at the end of the practice or before the game and, and a lot of times I would ask them you know what should we say uh after one two three and and uh they would say things like, uh, squirrel. Let's, let's say squirrel or, or whatever, or tree or whatever they could, were looking at. And they'd have fun with it. And so I'd say, okay, squirrel on three. One, two, three, squirrel. Um, but it's fun. And, and it brought us together as a team, everybody in, working together. And so the overall idea of this series is that I want us to remind us that we are in this together And we need everyone to be a part of the team. We need everybody in. And so that's the idea. And so so for whatever reason, you are here in this church today, and and many of you have been a part of this church for a long time, and and there's lots of different reasons. Maybe you grew up here. Maybe you uh, have family here. Maybe you were invited by a friend. Maybe you live around here. Uh, You know, lots of reasons. Maybe... You think the youth minister is a hottie, and I mean that's why I'm here, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. There he's back there. Look at him, and he's so cute. Yeah, man, you you are a hottie. Um, I don't know. Maybe you like blue carpet, okay, and that's why you're here. Uh, Probably not, right? Yeah, but you like what? And chairs, yeah, we're, we're the blue church in here. Uh, but for whatever reason, you're here, and, and, and that is great, you could, because there are uh, about a million churches in the Joplin area, right? There's so many churches, and a lot of good churches. And some of them are bigger than our church, some of them are, are smaller than our church. But for whatever reason, God has brought you here to be a part of this church. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for every single one of you that is here today. And since you are here, you know, I I think God wants you all in as far as helping us move forward as a church. And and so that's, like I said, the overall idea of the series. We need everybody in to fully move forward as a church. And it starts uh, with being excited about our own faith, our individual faith. Okay, that's where it starts, and, and then it, it, we move on, and, and, and we're excited about our church and what God is doing and what God wants to do. And, and if I think if all of us are excited, we're going to start to want other people to be a part of this. We, we want it to spread, and it, it's infectious in a good way, as far as the excitement of the church. Um, so let's go back to, to the video we watched I, at the beginning of Peter and John. They're healing this man. He'd been crippled since birth, and he never knew what it was like to, to run around. Uh, you know, he never played as a kid his whole life. He, he relied on people to carry him uh, to where he needed to be. And, and so just try to kind of imagine. Put your, yourself in his place and think about what that life would have been like. This story it took place in the book of Acts early on in the book when the church was just beginning, and, and there was all kinds of excitement and uh, you know Jesus had risen from the dead at this point, he had gone back to heaven, uh, the Holy Spirit had come, and, and there was just an incredible excitement in that, that church and there was an incredible movement of the holy spirit and, and people were, were gathering together, they were praying. They were worshiping God, and daily people were coming to, to follow Jesus. And there was excitement everywhere. And then we're, that leads us up to our story today. We're given this incredible story. Uh, let's read it in Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 10. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. you have this picture in your mind of this guy and, and and what happened now some of you are old enough to remember that song that along went along with this this story right silver and gold have I not yeah and then the, the chorus is he, he went walking and leaping and praising God walking and leaping and praising in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth stand up and walk Yay, see? Some of you are like, stick to preaching, Dan. That's <laughs> I, I, I get that. Okay, yeah. But I just thought of that when we were going through this. But you can imagine the, the emotions this guy was going through. And, and he had never walked before. And, you know, probably some confusion even. And his eyes had to just be so big. Um, and remember, he would have had no leg muscles, you know, just because he's never used his legs, and I I think this is, I just thought about this, that, you know, it says his his ankles were strong, okay, he he didn't get up and he was wobbling around, God said, no, let's do this right, he made strong legs right away, and ankles and feet, and he's jumping around and praising God, and I, I just think that's a cool part of the miracle that we often miss, and this guy, he couldn't contain his excitement. And you think about, okay, ultimately, why was he excited? He was excited immediately because he could walk. And, and he probably wouldn't fully understand this until later, but he was excited because he had been healed by, not, not by man ultimately, but by God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now you think about this guy's life, okay? We, we stop right there. And, and would this mean that that his life would be perfect after this? Hey, no. I mean that when I, everything settles in, uh, he, he would have to you know learn a trade now, and, and, and you know people had taken him every day, and and, and he just relied on other people. Now he, he they were going to expect him to to do something now, and, and he would have struggles in his life. But if this man had Jesus, okay, not just physically, but spiritually, if Jesus was his Savior, he would have a joy that lasts forever, no matter what his outside physical circumstances would be. And I think the key word here is joy. And I I want to talk about joy for a little bit this morning. I, I think New Testament joy, it it's different than just happiness. Okay, ha- happiness is, uh, I think, more of a temporary thing. You know, you can, you can be happy one day and, and sad the next, and it's not based on your, your outside circumstances. New Testament joy, it's described as something that you can only have as a result of the, the Holy Spirit. Okay, joy, it's talked about as a fruit of the Spirit. You don't just get this on your own. And it doesn't mean that everything will be perfect. Okay? Um, Do you know any people that you just know there's something missing in their lives? And you know that they're missing the the joy of Jesus. Okay? And you can see that, and, and you want it so bad for them, but they can't see it. Or, or they're, re, they're fighting it, or they're rejecting it, but you can see that there's this, this joy of Jesus that's missing. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul was encouraging the church in Thessalonica, and, and, and they had to face some, some really difficult stuff. And they had this joy that only comes from the Holy Spirit. And So listen to what he said at the church in First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.6. And it's like he's patting him on the back here. He said, you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcome the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. Did you catch that? Most of you know, and and she's walking out right now, that Shayla's brother passed away um, this week after a long bout with brain cancer. And, you know, I was thinking about their family, and, you know, he he was only 26 years old, but there there is a sadness, there's a, a huge hole in their hearts. But that family can still have the joy of Jesus that can only happen because the Holy Spirit can give them that joy. And I would ask that you just continue to pray for Shayla and her family as as they have this huge hole in their hearts. And isn't it beautiful to hear a baby's cry? That sound of life, yeah, what an awesome thing that is. And so let's let's continue to pray. Many of you knew Chris Terry, and and he also uh, passed away this week. And you know, he was a part of this church and I think the late 90s helped with some youth and, and uh, children's stuff. And, you know, he's, their family's dealing with the, one of the saddest things you could ever think of. But, and he left a wife and kids behind and that family, you know, is so sad and there's this huge hole in their hearts, but they can still have the joy of Jesus that's not dependent on the, the, these circumstances. Uh, many of you heard that Gary DeGraff had a heart attack uh, Friday night. And very serious. I mean, they they barely got to the hospital in time. And, and he had like three arteries in the bottom of his heart that were 100% clogged. Um, and I talked to Gary yesterday. And, you know, he doesn't like this situation, but, but he was... He told the doctor, I I need to go home so I can be in church tomorrow. (laughs) I said, Gary, I don't think you're going to make it to church tomorrow. But, but, uh, you know, Gary has the joy of Jesus that's not dependent on whether or not his heart is healthy or not. Um, So when I talk about being excited to be part of the church you know I'm not talking about you know putting on a fake smile or coming you know acting like everything's okay all my life is perfect that's not what I'm talking about it doesn't mean you have to be bubbly all the time it doesn't mean being fake I'm I'm talking about having this joy where you're just honored to be a part of God's family and ultimately excited about what God is doing in your life and excited about what he might want to do through your church it's about having a joy that's indescribable, that's only from Jesus, and, and you want others to have that joy too. You know, I always tell people, they talk about our church and, and ask about it, you know, I say right away, you know, we're not a perfect church. You know, it's all those people that get in the way, and if it weren't for the people, we'd be perfect, but no, I, I want people to know we are not Perfect. We have struggles, every church does, but we want to be real. We want people to understand that and know that, and that's okay, but this is a special and a unique church, and God has positioned us in such a way to have a unique impact on our community that no other church can have that same impact, and I think that's really cool, and that's an honor to be a part of that, to know that. And so let's get excited about God, what God wants to do. Let's get engaged in what God wants to do. Let's pray about what God wants to do. And let's pray big, bold prayers, not just little things that we can do ourselves. And I think we need to pray, too, if, if we need to make some changes to help us to move forward as a church, that we, we need to be willing to do that. You know, thousands of churches are closing every year in the U.S., and it's a sad thing. And and statistics say that at least 65% of churches in America are plateaued or declining. Some statistics are even higher than that. But I don't want that to happen here. Do you? No. You know, I want our best days to be ahead of us. And so let me describe just kind of that excitement of that early church that led up to our story of the man, the crippled man being healed back in Acts chapter 2. So the chapter right before this, this is the early church. And verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Okay, that, that sounds like everybody in, doesn't it? And, and they, were, they were devoted, okay, to, to learning and, and to growing and, and to being together and, and to prayer. But, you know, we look back at that church and, and you would think, man, that, that would just keep going forever. But it, it didn't. And, and it wasn't too many years before they started losing some of that excitement and different things happened. And, and some of that excitement began to wear off. And I'm going to be honest, there's been some things in the last year that have have tried to steal some of my joy. And and they've kind of chipped away at some of that joy at times. And I I don't like it. And and, and I don't want that to happen. And what can happen if we're we're careful is to to begin to settle into kind of a, a routine, mundane, safe, boring version of Christianity. And, you know, who wants to be a part of that if they look in? Like, what? You know, that's more like a social club or something. I, I want us to be bold and exciting. And, and I think God is waiting for all of us to kind of jump in, uh, everybody in type of thing with what he wants to do through Fur Road. And I think he has bigger plans than we could ever imagine. I, I think he wants us to be an Ephesians 3 church. Verses 20 and 21. I love these two verses, verses. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Do you see what Paul is saying here? He's saying God can do way more than we could ever dream about. And I think we have to ask ourselves, do do I really believe that, that God can do that? And I think yes. And so I I say let's dream big, and then let God step it up a few notches from what we're even thinking about. Because I think He can do way more than we could ever imagine. You know, right now the, the leadership and... I've been praying and talking about, you know, future direction and what God would have in mind for us, and and, and we we ask that you guys be praying about that too, and, and maybe God is is putting some things on your heart. Man, come talk to me or talk to the elders about uh, about what God is saying to you, because we we're in this together. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all. We ask or imagine. Okay, bigger than what we could ever do on our own. That's exciting, isn't it? And so I want to end by doing something a little different today. And you're like, okay, what's Dan going to do this time? What's he got in mind? It doesn't involve smoke or fire, I'll tell you that. Or eggs. There's no eggs. I want us to kind of be like a, a team at the end here. And, and I, we're going to gather here in the middle, and, I, and I'm going to pray for us, and, and then we're going to say everybody in. So yeah, for some of you, it's hard to, to move around and that kind of thing. But, so we're going to go in as many as we can, put our arms in. If you're in the outer layers, you can put your, your hand on somebody's shoulder, uh, but... I I, I think we can stand being that close to each other for a minute or two. You think we can do that? So let's do this now. Let's go! Come on, team! Everybody in! Here we go! Okay, so I'm gonna. I'll pray after I stop.